0: Yo, what up?
1: Hey, man. How are you doing? Dude, chilling.
0: I, uh, uh, after we were texting, I threw on uh, Life on Our Planet on Netflix, and I fucking oh, honked out, dude.
1: That's, a, that's an all-time great for falling asleep, too.
0: Yep. And I think this is like the, one, the brand new one that just came out, but yeah, I, I fell asleep, woke up like literally, let's see, when didn't you text me? <laughs> I woke up like five minutes after you said, you guys ready? Oh, perfect timing, man! So, like, yeah, solid timing.
1: Yeah, well, I was kind of yeah, I was kind of nervous because I, when I told you that I'd be back by whatever noon here, uh, well, church was a Baptist church, so they run a little long. Yeah, and so I realized that, and so I was kind of checking my watch, and I was like, ah, man, we haven't even done Lord's supper yet. This is gonna be a minute. So, uh, it actually, yeah, lined up well. Nice. Yeah, man. So it's been like. Three weeks since we've done this.
0: Damn.
1: That's yeah, a really nice thing about that. Yeah, because we did the episode with Topper. And then the next week, he and I did that one that was kind of a disaster and didn't get aired because it just literally just ended up being him and me. It's in the vault. Just, yeah, it was just us talking the whole time. Just like it was not podcasting, which this isn't either. But yeah, um, this is our podcast. Uh, and then last week was solid. That was with uh, Ninja and Mad Hatter. Nice. Um, yeah, so that one actually turned out, I think, pretty decent. But yeah, here we are. It's been been too long, and now we're finally close in time. We're back, baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm at an undisclosed
0: location somewhere in the Western Hemisphere.
1: Oh, just look for Mischief in the Western Hemisphere, listeners, Fuck and you'll yeah. find him. So uh, yeah, what's been going on in the world? It's been, um, from, from your optics...
0: Was, it, was there a follow-up question? Or was it...
1: Yeah, it was what's what? was Oh,
0: question, yeah. Because <laughs> you were like, hey, you know, what's going on in your opinion of the world? And you left it. All right. Anyways. It was a, dang, it was a, um, it was
1: a dangling part of simple, I'm sorry. It was a, yeah, it was, a, it, was a it was a dangler. It was a dangler. It was a squeaker <laughs> and a an dangler. Yeah. Um,
0: not much, man. Honestly, like, been trying to keep up with uh, Israel-Gaza stu- stuff in the Advika offensive is fucking insane
1: yes uh we we briefly brought that up i think last two weeks um which i mean that just goes to tell you like this thing's been ongoing have you seen any like good credible counts i've seen a couple but i haven't been checking recently on like losses there on the russian side
0: Mm -hmm. um i haven't seen any total losses i will say the the stuff that's been interesting to see is the uh I think it's a Swedish system. the archer is now in the field uh, it's, oh the artillery it's, yeah, Sparty piece and then yeah the, uh, I guess F16s are happening what this week like now
1: no, they just uh, started training.
0: no, I thought they were they were uh importing them now, like training is done
1: no, I think they just I thought they just started training. training, not trading mm, let me ask the magic light box. <laughs> F-16 in Ukraine, let's see what that says I did see that Russia said they would shoot down all NATO-supplied F-16s in like 24 yeah, hours
0: Within, <laughs> I, I saw the one that said within three weeks it's like, yeah, okay, buddy, uh, didn't you just lose like three SA-21 tells like a few days ago, anyways yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know, uh, F-16s for bad. Ukraine to arrive in Romania within two weeks okay, so I misunderstood okay, so they're going to be uh, so in I Romania thought it, I thought it meant they're getting delivered there in two weeks but I guess it's, I, yeah, just...
1: Who are those... Which a, ones are those coming from? Belgium or Dutch?
0: Uh, Dutch Prime Minister. Okay. That was a statement from him. Uh, hope or those her. things
1: work. <laughs> I hope they work. Mm-hmm. Bert. Yeah. Hopefully
0: you don't have the uh, same fucking... That technician
1: working on them. Oh, no. Not again.
0: Was <laughs> that the Belgian seat bit? The-
1: I think it was the Dutch. Yeah. Oops, yeah, I but...
0: accidentally... Set off the M61 Vulcan. Oops.
1: It's just a quick little 20 Street millimeter burst, burst at 4,000 rounds per minute. Uh, you know,
0: sometimes you know, you ND your, your pistol while cleaning, and sometimes you ND a fucking <laughs> M6, uh, F-16, you know? It's the same thing. Anti-vehicle cannon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, man, dude. They're fucking... I wonder what ever happened to that guy. Like, what do they do to you at that point if you cost the government that much money?
1: Well, I don't think they can, like, legally, like, get the money back. Like, it's not like there's uh, restitution for them. Yeah, they can't, form, like, but, sue like, you. Yeah, but, like, you're done. You are done. Yeah. You're out of the military, no doubt.
0: Yeah, you're going to be working maintenance on fucking bird
1: scooters the rest of your life. That's <laughs> yeah. all you
0: can be trusted with. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> just, actually, maybe um, that's birds. Maybe it's just limes. Birds a little too yeah. high class for that. Yeah,
0: even that. Budget birds. <sighs> yeah. Um, been seeing some pretty man like the combat footage coming out of um, Gaza.
1: Like these dudes are fucking face to face. Just about. really. So I haven't yeah. seen any. I've well, I've been on Reddit. I've mostly been on Twitter. Um, probably the most impressive video that I saw was the dog in the tunnels. I don't know if you saw that. No, not yet. Yeah, they had a GoPro on a German Shepherd, and uh, just let it off down. I mean, these are tiny, like narrow tunnels too. Uh, yeah, and it found a Hamas fighter. Damn, and it, was, and it was a good dog, not for the fighter. Yeah, the ones, the ones I've Sorry, been I, seeing is the I like, shouldn't call fighters; guess... they're fucking terrorists. Yeah,
0: but the ones, the the stuff I've been seeing is, uh, I guess they've got some like domestically produced tandem warheads. Yeah, They the look almost like a PG seven Ls. Uh, I think they look like an RPG. Nah, what is it? Not an RPG thirty-two. What's the uh? Newish RPG that's got like the really
1: exaggerated uh, yeah warhead on it. Is it, is it the 34? Uh, I was I want to say 28, but I don't think that's right either.
0: Uh, but anyways, yeah, they, they've got this like uh, yeah uh, locally made one. And dude, these guys are fucking smart. Like, there's a video of a dude literally running up to a Merkava, um, putting an AT grenade on the side to blow the trophy, and then somebody <sighs> else in the squad shoots it with an RPG. That's he like, like runs up to it.
1: That's like battlefield like, tactics right there. Like, it,
0: dude, yeah, like, like using a lunge mine. But like, you're not gonna
1: respawn, dude.
0: Like, he runs up right to the Holy tank, pulls cow. a pin on something, and places it on the hull below the trophy. Uh, the radar, I guess it's the radar for a trophy system. Yeah, and then it goes off, runs back to the spider hole, and then I guess it was either him or, or another dude in the squad shoots the tank with a tandem warhead.
1: Man, but it's like, dude, be...
0: the fucking balls on you.
1: He's gonna be so disappointed when there aren't seventy-two virgins waiting for him. Yeah, Dude, like, he's like flattened. He's by a so
0: tank. ready for that. Um, but he—he I, I, he made it, I guess. I don't know if the RPG well, shot worked or what. But these—they've uh, been—they've been shooting a lot of fucking RPGs at these tanks, and I mean, they, I they, they, see a lot of explosions. I don't know if they're good hits or if it's trophy or both or I don't know.
1: I saw a video yesterday that was—it uh, it looked like trophy. Um, detonations. It was slightly off camera, but just the the way the tank reacted. It looked like trophy. But yeah. I tell you, I mean, I'm not surprised that the RPGs Israel rolls in there. They're heavy APC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rolled in with those and with uh, Merkava's and armored bulldozers. Like, bro, an AK-47 and hand grenades isn't going to do anything against that. So you yeah. gotta, you gotta have some AT capability. And I know people are, are complaining about Israel being heavy-handed, but, like, I don't know if you saw, it was, pre- it was pretty gruesome, the video of a uh, family that tried to flee, a uh, uh, Palestinian family tried to flee south, like like they were told by the Israelis, and uh, Hamas gunned them down. What? Yeah, just out in the middle of the road. Damn, did not see that. That's <clears throat> Dude, that's fucking insane. And so that's, like, you know, we were talking about it last week, and really wish you could have joined, but I think you were going through... Little hell on earth in the back of Dude, an airplane. I, I
0: almost died. I was on one HP, literally. <laughs>
1: yeah. That but, was rough. But we were talking about that. Like, how do you not see that this group is literally just using the, the Palestinian people oh, yeah. and propaganda? Like, how yeah. do you, the average Palestinian, still support that?
0: Yeah. You know. Have, have an organization inside your country that takes, you know, your, the foreign aid that's meant to put food in your mouth. And just stockpile to help tunnels. your kids. And yeah, exactly. And doing all that shit instead of like, I don't know, dude. That's that's the thing. It's like when you look at demographics, there is nothing more dangerous than a uh, a large young population of uneducated who are unemployed and uneducated. Yep. Like that is a fucking recipe for disaster.
1: Yeah, Israel's, I mean, they've come out and said they're in for a long fight on this one. And yeah. I mean, I believe it. I hope, as Cowboy Dan said, they don't do the the sit and squat tactics of just occupying. Mm. Uh, there have been a couple of proposals, and I don't know if I doubt they've gained any traction because everybody seems too focused on this ceasefire proposal. Yeah. Of basically a, a occupation authority that's not Israeli. Mm, okay. So that's a, a maybe third party a UN mission or something. No, not a UN mission because <laughs> they're a bunch of pussies.
0: Yeah, that that meme you posted. <laughs> I said the real UN. Yes. But, you know, back in my day, the UN came with the fucking I don't, I don't know what eighteen P-50 country ones, multinational and force. Yeah,
1: yeah, they that's came. The, that's the crazy part,
0: though. Is like I was talking with someone the other day, and they're like, "What's happening right now in Israel? Like, what 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 do you think is going to happen?" And I was like, "Honestly, like they're going to cut it. In, they're going to cut the strip in half. Yep, and then tell people to evacuate south." Uh, and then it's basically going to be search and destroy. Yep. Like a la Indochina. It's yep. the same shit, dude. Tunnels. And... It's the same shit that yep. Americans did. It's you know, air, I mean, for the Americans, it was aerosol in or convoy in. Yep. Burn down a bunch of fucking villages and stockpiles and kill fighters and and then leave. Yep. It's the same thing that's happening right now. Yeah. And It's insane to look at. Like, what that was. What. 50 almost 50 years, years ago, ago yeah 50 years yeah and it's the same strategy like go in limited ground sweep search and destroy fighters and ammo and stockpiles and yep. then i guess dip i mean yeah well, what else can they do
1: it's gonna be just inflict more casualties on them than they do on us preserve our equipment as best we can but also like take out absolutely everything that we can uh, yeah i'm sure massad and Shinbet are working overtime to track uh, mid to senior level dudes and, you know, target them, take them off the, the chessboard. Um, yeah. I've seen estimates of like fifteen to 40,000 Hamas fighters. I mean. In the Strip? Uh, I think that was Hamas total, but, I mean, I think the predominance of their combat power is in the Strip.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: And that's out of 2.2 million or 2.5 million, depending on what you look at. That's a lot of people
0: to be yeah. filtering,
1: um, and then they bombed Israel, uh, bombed a, a medical evacuation, and of, and of course, well, they got I mean, they got you know hammered for it in the press, and then uh, U.S. actually came out and said, yeah, they we had credible, like high confidence that Hamas leadership was using ambulances to get out of Gaza and into Israel or into Egypt jeez man I mean, what a bunch of cowards
0: dude yeah and that's the thing too is like and it'll drive you fucking crazy within five minutes i mean we talked about this already <laughs> but just looking at social media and seeing the mental gymnastics of people on there for both sides frankly yeah like one one of the one of the i almost commented on it but then i was like nah, this is a meant to be a funny meme page but there was some some post about like oh you know Free Palestine and Israel's bad, and then somebody commented like, "Yeah, you know, is Israel bombed that hospital?" And somebody was like, "No, there's video evidence that that was a short round yeah. from the Palestinians." Yep. And this person commented like, "Oh, that's impossible! Like the the Hamas doesn't have the technology to do that. If you look at the blast and the blah blah blah, and they, it was like it was obvious, you know, it was an Israeli drop weapon. It, it was it was insanity, dude. Yeah, like it was mental gymnastics, fucking." Olympic level of like there's no way it was Hamas that was clearly Israel it's like no you can see it on the video landing on the hospital Yep. like and this person just so fucking delusional that it was I don't know dude it's just it's crazy
1: well it was a a conversation we talked about that last week about that is you know the the misinformation and the law of primacy like the first thing you hear is going to be what you remember and what sticks with you and yeah. that's really what happened. Is New York Times came out and said, "Hey, uh, Israel bombed a hospital," and then they had to retract five hundred
0: dead. And then, yeah,
1: nothing. it's like, oh, you're literally just taking what uh, the Palestinian Authority tells you and just reprinting it. Like that's so incredible. Like we're pretty incredible, yeah. but like, holy cow, dude, we at least do some of our. Homework. And honestly,
0: that's like that's almost it's lazy journalism. It's such and honestly, lazy. It's kind of negli- It's negligent.
1: Yes, it really is. It's very negligent. Like that. When you, when you have that
0: much power as a press organization, as a writer, or whoever, you have to fucking fat check your stuff. Yes. Like putting out information like that, you are not helping any, you're making things worse. Yeah. Frankly. And if, I know. Report on whatever you want, like report, yeah, if war crimes happen or yeah, if, you absolutely. Know, you're doing a, a daily roll up or whatever, fine. But when you start posting stuff like that, because you're like, oh, here's a story and I got to get a bite. That's just negligent, dude.
1: Like, that is sloppy, sloppy journalism. And it came out. I mean, it when that story was published, there were already very credible reconstructions of what had happened based off of uh, an Al Jazeera live stream, CCTV footage, Hamas social media postings, all of these things where people were like, no, this actually is a very credible alternative theory. And then when pictures came yeah. out the next day of the impact site at the hospital, like, did you, did you see what that was? Yep. Yeah, it was like one car flipped over, uh blast damage and like burned out cars, but we've seen how many strikes from uh, you know, hellfires and other what would consider small to medium munitions and mm-hmm. they do so much more damage than what we saw. There. Yep.
0: Yep. You know, the crazy part is I don't know if this is validated or not, but those rockets are made of water pipes. Yeah. That were donated by the EU to help the people living in Gaza? I don't the, 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 the Just the irony is insanity. Dude. Oh,
1: yeah. I So I will say it's validated. I don't know which. But Hamas themselves literally released a video and showed them tearing up water pipes and manufacturing them into rockets.
0: Jesus Christ. Like, that's the thing, dude. It's like, you know, credit where credit is due. Like, some terrorist organizations and insurgencies fight for what they believe in. And yeah, collateral damage happens, but the 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 balls on Hamas to be like, yeah, we want you know freedom for Palestine and and we just you know be, we become our world. own state, but then doing shit like that, it's like, dude, come on, like, how yeah. h- how do you how do you how do you support a cause like that?
1: I yeah, well yeah, I don't want to beat the dead horse because I've been I get fired up over this. So seeing the brazen support. Um, you know, we again talked about it last week, but you weren't there, so I yeah. want to talk about it again. Like fifty-one percent of Americans, ages eighteen to twenty-four, it's not a and they and they support Hamas's actions. It's not a, i believe that Palestine has a right to be a sovereign state. It is. I think Hamas was justified. Oh my god! I mean, that's read a just, fucking
0: book, honestly. Like. You know that in that demographic, like this is going to make me sound like a boomer, but you have not struggled enough when you're that age yeah you you do not understand the world like this is the most digitized and connected period ever like yep. each day becomes more more
1: so well, and I think it's I,
0: to, I, I think a support like brazen wanton
1: just i don't know cruelty <laughs> i mean it, <laughs> I, I, it's evil I it. yeah. like yeah. I mean you look at what. Uh, You know, and Israel's been very calculated about what they release, and they allowed journalists to view the footage of what they'd uh, recovered. And they didn't release that to the world because, frankly, it shouldn't be released to the world, but they released it to journalists and said, tell the story of what you saw here today. And I tell you, man, like when when people show you who they are, believe them. Hamas showed us who they were. They're not an organization that cares about Palestine. They're not an organization that Is seeking a better world, they are glorifying and reveling in death and destruction and cruelty beyond just death and destruction.
0: Yeah, because you, I mean, back in God, when did that kick off? I mean, 15, 16, when ISIS started popping off. Yep. You know, at least maybe among senior leaders or the founders, like it was an ideology, right? Yep. I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, you know, they're the. They were they were correct. Uh, no. the, the, I'm, no, thinking, I'm thinking of the Shane Gillis stand-up right now. <laughs> um, the guys in the fucking the monkey bars. But anyways, <laughs> the monkey bars. So at least at least for some of them, you know, it was like yes, he has this is an ideology, like yes, we want to restore the the caliphate. caliphate and you know what 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 could be but a lot of the people that were involved in it, especially later on, it's just disgruntled youth. It, it's that yep. same demographic I talked about earlier where it's like, honestly, I'm a fucking sociopath or I'm unemployed or I'm just hateful and now's my opportunity. Like, yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's do this. Yep. And it seems like a lot of the the footage that came out from the initial invasion on God, it's almost been a month now um, was dudes who, yeah, where some of them were professionally trained, but others is just random dudes who are like, fuck it. We want to kill.
1: Yeah. We just want to kill Jews. So there's an interesting uh, theory when you're looking at uh, political violence and terrorism that, these organizations are like sharks in that if a shark stops swimming, it drowns, right? Mm. And so for an organization, a radical organization to remain viable, it has to be more and more extreme. Otherwise, it loses donor support, it loses interest, it, you know, kind of fades to the background.
0: Yeah, you got uh, to stay, stay relevant. In the yeah. Scene.
1: And people actually say that's a large part of the reason that Al Qaeda kind of fell apart, especially after the invasion is like. You guys, you know, you had embassy bombings, you had the USS Cole, and then it's like boom, straight to nine eleven. You can't top that. Especially after yeah. the, the heat that they brought in themselves from eleven. And, you know, then they, they faded away. Uh, same with the the really the genesis of this theory was the Bader Meinhof movement in Germany in the seventies and eighties. Uh, also I think it was a Red Army faction was either the same organization with a different name by a different name or a, a sister organization. But the people who started it, you had Botter and meinhoff with two uh, people who started it, and I don't remember which one. I think Botter was the guy, and Meinhoff was the girl. She was a like, very liberal progressive journalist, uh, writer. He was just like, he liked like guns and leather jackets and smoking and the rock and roll lifestyle of being a,
0: yeah.
1: a terrorist. And so over, over the years, after they started, because they were uh, bombing like, U.S. military bases, and, and so they all ended up getting arrested. And they've been in jail for a little while, and elements of their organization hijacked a plane, took it to the Middle East, landed uh, with their ransom demands, and said, we want all the leadership of the Bader-Meinhof Brigade, the Red Army Faction, to be released. Mm. And so the German police go to them in prison, and they're like, hey, uh, we've got these people, they hijacked the plane, they want you guys released, but like, they're your people, we want you to talk to them. And they were literally like, we have no idea who these people are. Yeah. Because it had gotten so radical and so extreme. And so that's, you look at the genesis, you've got you know, the different uh, Palestinian militant organizations over the years and how they've evolved. Because um, the PLO was the first organization to do suicide bombing, uh, first mm-hmm. Islamic organization to do suicide bombings. And they had to go through what you termed mental gymnastics to figure out how do we uh, cherry pick from the Quran to make this allowable. Yeah, you know, and now, now that where we're at, right?
0: And what's what's crazy too is like, I mean, you can. This happens with everything, right? Like, it's it's the same sentiment. I feel like when, you know, you were to meet a Russian person in the street, you'd be like, "Oh, you're you're complicit in your country's war." Like, I wonder if the world felt the same thing with two thousand three when the U.S. invaded Iraq. Like, yeah, that was good. 'Cause that was like heavily condemned and especially also too like the invasion of like Panama, Grenada, like other wars that the US has gotten involved in, where like literally the UN was like, nope, this is a violation of international law. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Like, like that I imagine that feeling is extended towards, you know, Russians who are just going about their day. And like I wonder if it's even extended to I mean it, it is. You see the videos now being extended to Muslims living in, you know, the Western world where it's like you're supporting this, you're complicit. Like you're yeah. op- openly celebrating. Yeah, this, you're part of like, the problem. This. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like, I mean, fuck. Like, think of communities in like New York where it's like a hardcore. Uh, what are they called? They're not Hasidic Jews. Um, Orthodox Jews. Orthodox Jews. Like, you've yeah, got some hardcore. The, but, uh, yeah, you've got some hardcore communities in every country in the West being like, "No, my side is right," and they're like, "No, my side is right," and it's like, dude. It, it, it's so complicated. Like I can't imagine, you know, some crazy shit like that you and I were talking where it's like, Oh, you know, I'm my family's side is from Spain or something and Spain and Portugal. Go to war. And like, imagine yeah. people in the streets being like, yeah, I support Portugal or I support Spain. It's like, that's fucking crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. It's one thing to support your homeland. And for, I mean, when you and I were talking, it's like, yeah, you know, there's a difference between living in another country and you're like, Oh, I want my home country to win during the Olympics. Versus, like, yeah. just wanton killing and, like, yeah. destruction.
1: Well, and that, and that also is an interesting point, though, is that the Western world, you know, and especially the United States, is, you know, foundationally an immigrant country. Yeah. One of our roots, people's roots, is Europe, and people look at Europe now as homogenous, but you've got clusters of Germans and Irish and French and British. You've got these different clusters all over the United States, but for the most part people come to the United States and they maybe don't assimilate culturally. You know, they still keep their own cultural traditions and heritage, but they become, you know, Americans. And that's probably what's been so shocking to me is, uh, not just the Muslim community that's come out, uh, in support of the Palestinians, which is ironic given that most of the Muslim world doesn't allow Palestinian uh, refugees. um, but also just the, the liberal progressives who come out in support of the Palestinians. I'm like, yeah, you're you live here, you're an American, and your lifestyle is against the Quran. Like you will be killed yep. under Sharia law. Yeah. And Palestinian authority actually might have been it might have been Hamas leadership. I don't remember who. But There was a speech because they were addressing the Queers for Palestine protests. I don't know if you've seen those. Oh my
0: god, dude! I cannot. I just it's like it's it's idiocracy levels it is idiocracy of, That's of exactly what it is
1: right there. and they came out and they did this the, one of their leaders um i don't i should look this up but uh came out and was like yeah um we don't we don't want your support because your lifestyle is like an abomination to allah and we don't ever want you and we'll we'll execute you if you come here yeah you know and like, it's like
0: you know, I I, I I understand national pride and it's like, these are yep. my roots. It's the same thing that the Jews in New York are doing that I use it as, as an example, right? Yeah. Like it's the, the Jews in New York are American, but they have that super strong tie back to the Holy Land. Yeah. But it's also at the same point, it, it's like, yeah, you have, you know, in, in Canada, the US and parts of Europe is like, you know, these Muslim communities who are supporting Hamas and it's like, oh, all these men right here, don't you guys drink every weekend and get fucked up? Yeah. And like do you, do you, all you, these women here, don't, don't you go out and post your, you know, Instagram stories on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Like, n- I hope you realize none of that would fly in this organization, this, in this uh, country. Would not, you can't have both. Yeah. Like you cannot preach, you know, freedom for power. Pal- okay. M- maybe it's not that topical. Let's dig a little deeper on this. It's one thing to be, you know, supporting an oppressed people either direction, you know, either the Israelis or the Palestinians. Right. To be like, this situation is unfair. This is a, this is a result of sloppy Western uh, zoning, essentially, <laughs> after World War II. Yep. And now we're seeing the, the, the repercussions. I understand that. That is a legitimate opinion to have to say, yes, the, the French, the British, and the Americans – Fucked up the entire Middle East when they drew those those big, boundaries. Big time. They ruined everything. And they didn't know in the moment. Maybe they did, or they just didn't give a shit, but yeah. they fucked it up. That that you can't argue against that. Now there's a different there's a, there's a difference between that of like, hey, there is a there is a cultural and ethnic and like socioeconomic, political, whatever, all those things, issue that we need to address so everybody can come to an agreement and be happy. That's one side of the table. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to say, you know, support Israel, support Palestine with that, understandable. The other side of it is what we just talked about of supporting a authoritarian, hardline opinion. Whether you are pro-Palestine or pro-Israel, of what's going on right now. Yeah. Because there is a sensible, moderate solution. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't know. You ask anybody, how do I fix peace in the Middle East or Africa, you're (laughs) going to get a thousand answers. Yeah. There's no solution. Or I don't know, maybe Cowboy Dan when he said, Daddy, chill. (laughs) So so there's the one opinion there. And then there's a second of you are clearly supporting an organization and a lifestyle and a group that if you were to ever step foot there, they would hate every fiber of your being. Yeah. Like they do not they do not like you. Like in countries like Saudi Arabia and Iraq, like literally public lynchings in the street of people who drink alcohol, are gay, yep, you know, go against like people are legitimately being stoned still to this day in yeah. these countries. Iran just... And a lot of it is Oh go ahead. Sorry. A lot of it is, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood where it's like we're all homies together, you know, our, our strong cultural and historical and religious ties are like we're brothers with each other. And then the second that something happens, Egypt closes their border with Gaza. Yeah. And it's like, ah, you know what? We're, we're cool like that, but like we're not that cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've,
1: we've seen a little too much of what happens when Palestinians went to Lebanon and Jordan.
0: And so it's like there's this rhetoric of, you know, Muslim brotherhood and unity in the Middle East, which, yeah, I mean, I don't see I, ideologically. Like, yeah, why not? Like, power to the people. Like, you get the same shit with Christians – in the Western world and Jews, wherever you go. And, you know, Latinos on the Western hemisphere and Northern Europe, you know, Nordic Europeans yep. in the North. It's like, yeah, th- th- there's a cultural identity and that's, that's fine and understandable. And that's what unites you. Like you have th- literally thousands of years of history in the Middle East is the cradle of civilization. And some of the greatest like Renaissance that happened in human history came from that area. Yes. Like, it's 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 incredible the history that's there. Art, math, but then engineering. It's been hij- exactly, and then it's been hijacked by some lazy hardliners who use that sense of I don't know patriotism or, or brotherhood, unity. You know,
1: well, they're narcissists. The, frater-
0: the fraternal, the fraternal bond there to to meet their ideals, and it's like it's yeah. a, it's a fucking tragedy, man.
1: Yeah, it's and the the other side of that tragedy that you kind of. Talked about is in in our world as humans, we can have multiple truths that are true. They are yep. honest and accurate, and you can believe them all simultaneously. So you can say, and I, I've talked about this probably more than I should have, but like you can say, you know, Palestine has their uh, right to be their own state, right? And yeah. that's and that's valid, right? Like that's a people with a national identity, like you said. They need to work, they need to come to the table and be prepared to put in the work to get that state, short of eradicating the Jews. But you can say, yeah, if you guys want your own state, like have some ideas, come to the table, and we need to find a a way to make that happen. You can also say Israel has probably done some some things that are a little over the top and, and oppressive to the Palestinian people. You can also, at the, like, again, at the same time as saying both of those things, say Palestine has not made this easy on themselves. Yeah. Like, They're the ones who have, have gone to war repeatedly through brutal terrorist attacks, October 7th just being the worst and most recent. But this has been going on for decades. And so some Israel's actions, while maybe over the top and maybe disproportional, that is a country that is fighting for its life and that is a people, an ethnic group, who exactly who knows what it's like to be targeted for extinction.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's the crazy part too, is like that with any, any topic, any event that, that, that peaks with war, there is no black and white. Yeah. Right. Like that is a thing of the past. Like you can make the argument, maybe this is just our Western mindset, but, you know, you could kind of make that argument the First World War, the Second World War, maybe Korea, you know, where it was very clear who, you know, are, are we the baddies? You know, <laughs> yeah. like we, we, we understood that there was a fundamental issue with what was going on, whereas aggressive expansionism, heavy handed, you know, basically ethnic purging, yep. Imper- racism, Imperial Japan. fascism, imperialism, exactly. Like we, 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 we know what that looks like. And maybe it's just because, you know, to to be honest, the West won, so we controlled the narrative, right? Right. But back then, it was it was very clearly understood, like there is something fundamentally wrong with this organization, and they need to be they need to be taken care of, and and they need to be like we need to get rid of them. Right. And that's what like that's what caused a a literal global world war. Now, like the that time is gone. That that line is so blurred. Yeah, and I think really it started during the Indochina Wars with the French, and then the Americans yep. getting involved. Yep, is that line got so so blurry because
1: we got you know, we, there was we focused too much on our allies being the French and in Indochina, and not on what is like right, what is the the proper yeah. move? Um, and
0: like, yeah, you know, there there was kind of the redemption arc with with uh, Desert One, like Gulf One. Like that yeah. was kind of a, a redemption arc for the west was yes, like it was. yeah every everybody came to the table and it were was, like okay Saddam this is you, you 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 can't do that.
1: It was a just war. That was war. Kind
0: of the redemption arc. Yeah. And, and then and, and then it got blurry again.
1: Afghanistan yeah. was I would say a just war. Uh but again and
0: it it got it got super blurry again. And that what I'm trying to get at is that it's not black and white anymore. No. These issues. For me at least personally based on my experiences in my life and you know, we're, we're, we're just, we're, we're thinking out loud here. Like, our opinion here is, like, how, how do you so adamantly support one side or the other? And this is the conversation that I've had with people for years who are like, oh, I'm Republican, I'm Democrat. It's like, if your <laughs> point of view and your organization was so correct, why don't you just win every election by a landslide? Yeah. If it's that black and white. Because yep. you talk to hardliners for any any whatever topic you want to talk about, right? Abortion, religious rights, freedom of speech, you know, you know, what's going on right now with in, in in Israel. It's like there is no simple black and white yep. answer. I and if say it that... was a black and white answer, the predominance of people would be supporting whichever one is is morally or eth- ethically correct. And there is none. It it's a it's a like two percent black and white on either side for this conflict and then like a ninety-eight percent gray zone in the middle where it's like there is a lot of conflicting information of good and bad. It to me it's like I cannot I cannot be so one track to think like, oh I'm gonna always vote Democrat because they are the best or I'm always gonna be pro-Palestine because they're the best. It's like I don't understand that mindset.
1: Yeah. And it's kinda of funny because I think maybe we don't do the best job on our instagram page because we we do post kind of one sided perspectives uh in a lot of ways, but like you know it's very pro west pro america uh you know pro ukraine pro israel and that's because we generally do agree with those views, but they're memes right it doesn't tell the whole story so yeah. to, to actually flesh it out you have to have a conversation and people aren't willing to have a conversation anymore and you
0: know that which I, is I think... which is crazy dude which is crazy because yeah you know i was talking earlier we're the most digitized generation ever yep with l- literally the world at your fingertips yeah you know the, the the magic light box in your pocket is you know however many times stronger than shit that literally took us to the moon oh
1: yeah and it's question.
0: and it's like we're even it's it's just, it, I don't know, dude. It's crazy to think about it. just all this information and technology we have, and humans stay the same, man. Like, it's, it's, it, this is, the, you know, this goes back to book, biblical times. Like, oh, yeah. we don't like this group because of X, and they don't like us because of Y. Yep. And you'd think things would get better with time and education and information and, and the freedom of communication.
1: And it's just like,
0: it's, it's not there. It's, it's, it's insane, man.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, looking at, b- at biblical times, like, persecution of the Jews really began, like, thousands of years before Christ with a advisor to, I don't know, some Babylonian king or something, but this guy Haman was like, hey, uh, we don't really like these guys because they have a different code, they don't believe in our gods, and we need to, to basically kind of stem that influence. And that's kind of where, like, a lot of the persecution of the Jews began with, and— yeah you know it's, it's continued on like humans are always you know tribal they're drawn to people with similar beliefs or similar appearances by and large and i think it's i mean i do think it's not fair or correct to say the united states is the greatest country on earth uh, i wouldn't say greatest but like it's it's pretty great in that we are so tolerant of different beliefs different ethnicities doesn't mean we don't have problems but like yeah. You're not like generally speaking, there's not like a state sponsored uh uh you know, racism or um ethnocentrism or you know, one belief, one religion kind of thing like you see across the Middle East or China or uh even Russia.
0: Yeah. That's the that's the part that like it's so easy to piss you off when you see you know, let, let's take the U.S., for example, right? Like, let's go back to uh, – what was that show called? Uh, Old School Rock. How, what was that? Those uh, School shows you used to watch. As- oh, Schoolhouse School Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse no, rock. rock. There we go, yeah. there we go. Yeah, not yeah. the black black one,
1: but Schoolhouse yeah. Rock. Yeah, yeah. conjunction, Junction. Like, what's your function? You
0: know, yeah, Great, Amer- Great American Melting Pot is what I think of because, mm. you know, looking at the ethno-diversity in the United States – it's insane dude. Like you still have communities today in the United States who speak like Dutch, German, you know, Vietnamese, Thai, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, yeah. Philipp- like Philippine, like the the cultural diversity in the United States is fucking insane. And when you when you kind of butt out areas like New York, maybe some parts of Texas and California where you have like hardline communities who are like no this is our ethnic Makeup, like you look at the boroughs in New York, it's like, this is, you know, the Italian part. This is the, you know, Dominican part. This is the, the, the this, uh, Orthodox Jew part. Like, yeah. they're extremely strong cultural ties there. But for the most part, by and large, the U.S., like there is that understanding that, you know, wherever you came from, or your family's from, it's kind of a secondary objective to, yeah. to being an American. Are you just a cool dude? Which, like, are you
1: somebody that I want to spend time with?
0: Yeah, and it's like, you know, there's something to be said about maintaining your heritage and, you know, recognizing your motherland and all that. Yeah, of course. Like, nobody's saying you shouldn't be part of it. Yeah. But when you start forming communities, which is inevitable, by the way, like, you know, one person gets to New York and they're like, okay, I'm going to open a, I don't know, I'm going to open a convenience mart or a restaurant or, like... Wait,
1: what or are you laughing because <laughs> I can see that you're struggling not to apply racial stereotypes <laughs> no but, no, and that's, the, and that's the thing
0: though is like okay, okay let's, talk, let's talk Chinese restaurants because that, that is like a like that's a meme right like oh you know Chinese people open Chinese restaurants that is actually the best way that Chinese immigrants help their family get over is by opening a restaurant and then they get, they get them visas to work in that restaurant and to apply for residency yeah. So it's like everyone has their niche, right? And that's the that's the other mm-hmm. thing too, is like, yeah, there's some racial background for like, oh, you know, yeah and whatever group <laughs> opens whatever kind Indians of
1: business Indians open like, 7 You can you can say it. Like okay, yes, there I are mean, there yeah, are stereotypes, right?
0: Okay, yeah, there's there's stereotypes. Okay, that's the word I'm looking for. Yes, like there you are can go st- Simpsons with it, right? There's stereotypes yes. about different cultural groups who open or start niche. Parts of a country, or businesses, or whatever—yep. Like that is a that is a result of healthy immigration.
1: It is, and the other
0: part of it is that yes, like areas in New York, and Texas, and California, probably some other parts sprinkled in. There is a very ethnocentric, hardline yes maintenance of the community, but for the most part, the U.S. is pretty homogeneous. Yes.
1: Well, are we- there
0: growing pains with it? Absolutely.
1: I would say maybe it's not homogenous a bit, because it's not like we have. It's not like if you just did a a random sampling of any part in the United States, you would get you know whatever sixty percent white or seventy percent white, twelve percent black, eight percent Hispanic. You wouldn't get that breakdown everywhere. But to your point, I think, right? I would hope is maybe the the naive view that like you go to most places in the United States and you look at any ethnic group, and there's not uh what, what you'd call like systemic racism against that group because for the most part people are fine with people just being people unless you yeah. grew up in just kind of a narrow-minded and you've never branched out kind of group or as you were saying one of these areas where it is very um heterogeneous, right? Like everyone is the same. Wait, no.
0: Yeah. Homogenous okay. is the same heterogeneous.
1: Yeah, heter- heterogeneous is what yeah. I was looking for. But um and I think it's also like also worth noting, so if you remember from the Beijing Olympics, there was a, I think she was a skier or maybe a figure dancer, ice, skate, ice skater, who was dual citizenship, U.S. and China. And she went back and competed for the Chinese national team rather than the American national team. And got a lot of flak for it. Because so people were like, oh, you know, aren't you proud to be an American? Blah, blah, blah. And that, but right there, like that shows the difference between the two countries is if you look at the breakdown of any U.S. national team, you are going to see differences in race, creed, culture, background, all that. If you look at China, they're all Han Chinese. You, know, you look at yeah. Japan, they're all Japanese. You look at Korea, they're all Korean. Like, We're probably one of the only countries, well, maybe not only, I, I, that's wrong to say because the West is, is more in line with this, but like, we allow these people to come in to grow and to compete And to kind of bring it back to what we're talking about, that's what's been so hard looking at this brazen endorsement of Hamas. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you are in a country that allows you to literally have upward mobility, to grow, to start your own business, to raise a family how you see fit. And you're endorsing these guys?
0: Yeah. And that's the part that, like, you know, when we were texting, I was like, man, you know, for the most part, like, I'm power to the people, man. Like, obviously not as a communist, but, you know, if you want to <laughs> yeah. be free, like, be free and say what you want and exercise your religion, like, I don't give a fuck, man. Like, yeah. Like, as long as you're, you know, integrated into my culture and, like, dude, even saying that is still touchy. Yep. Like, if you're, like, hey, if you're going to come to the United States, like, you better be an American. Or if you're coming to Canada, you you need to be Canadian. Like, even saying that is, you're towing the line to some people for, like, ethnocentrism and authoritarianism, which is insane. Yeah. And that's the point I was trying to get at with, you know, other than these minor, these minor communities that I noted, for the most part, when you come to the United States or you go to Canada, maybe, you know, whatever Western country, there's an understanding, both implicit and explicit, that you will integrate into this culture to be a member of its society it's like when you come to the U.S., like you will take the citizenship test. You yep. will, you know, learn English. The oath. Like it is an understanding, a legally binding one at that with a lot of these countries of like if you're going to come here, like you've got to play by our, by our rules. Yeah. And so, you know, it's yes, it's a lazy argument to make. But let's say a Westerner goes to the Middle East <laughs> and they're like, I don't agree with, you know, your country's laws or your religious laws. I'm going to drink and party. And, you know, not cover my head or be gay or whatever. It's not going to fucking fly there, dude. Yeah. Like the West gives a lot of exceptions and, and you know, jail passes and collect go or whatever you want to say for other cultures coming and importing their values and, yeah. and whatever they want to do in their way of living. Which like, yes, if you want to come that way and you want to maintain your culture, that's fine. But if it's like, I'm going to beat my wife because she disrespected me, or I'm going to force her to, to cover, or I'm going to throw stones at, you know, people who drink alcohol or whatever, like you can, you can apply the same argument against, you know, Orthodox Jews or, you know, Tejanos who come from Mexico and they have their way of living or whatever ethnic group, you can apply what I'm saying to them. Yep. Where it's like, in my country, we do it this way. It's like, Cool. I don't give a fuck. You live in the West now. You live in my country. Like you play by my rules. Yeah. And what I'm trying to get at here is like with all that being said, the insanity of seeing protesters in the West driving American cars, living on Western, you know, the Western economy. Yep. A lot of them are also giving, getting, you know, government help to get them along because they came here as refugees yep. or didn't have all the opportunities that in their home country, which is okay. Like that is the point of of immigration is to import people who are going to contribute to your society and integrate them with your culture. Yeah. And so looking at these things, it's like you're going to wave, you know, Palestinian flags made in China while driving <laughs> an American car while drinking alcohol on the weekend yep. while preaching this while using your mobile phone that was probably you know subsidized by the government. Whatever. I'm just I'm talking here like in very broad strokes. Obviously right. This right. Is not the the but you get what I'm getting at. Yeah. And, and then for you to be like, oh, I'm pro-Palestine. And the same thing with people who are pro-Israel, where it's like you're not even looking at, you know, has Israel, you know, committed crimes and is the legitimacy of their state in question, depending on who you ask? Yeah, sure. Like that is, that is the thing I'm getting at. This is not black and white. It's like yeah. you want to be pro-Palestine, I get it. You want to be pro-Israel, I get it. But to do that while reaping the benefits of a country that has taken you in yep. and had you a part of their society, I, the shame, dude.
1: I struggle with I that a lot. I can't imagine the shame. I don't – well, that's, like, the, that's the, the weird the thing. The shame of it. Like I don't get how you are a uh, – and we're preaching each other here, I know. But I don't get how you are a uh, college student at an Ivy League university and you say, yeah, it was okay for 1,400 Israelis to be murdered. They, you know These were not soldiers. These were not people with guns. These were people sheltering in bomb shelters, like hiding. And you brutally yeah. murder them, torture them, take them hostage. And you as an American, sitting in your nice dorm room, MacBook Pro, and your iPod or your iPhone, and all of those luxuries, and looking yourself in the mirror and being like, yeah, I'm okay with that.
0: It's just, I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know, man. And, and <laughs> you know, like, I know on this channel and, like, when we've been talking, a lot of the, the arguments we use are like, you know, oh, how can you do this if you support, you know, Palestine? But, you know, there is something to be said, too, about how can you enjoy all of these benefits but support Israel? And that's the thing I'm trying to get at is it's not so black and white.
1: Yeah, It's not, but, like, I mean, I is, will say... Is, is
0: Israel will never not exists as a state like that is a that is a continual like fact that they will exist they will continue to exist the problem i have is the the just like the ethno centric issues that happen in the middle east that are projected here in the west they 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 don't focus as much on the reality of palestinian people will always exist israeli people always exist what is actually the solution here
1: yeah well and i don't know and i think I don't what know that there is one really, right now
0: and that's the thing too and that's what's really sad about people who are hardline israel or hardline hamas is like you're not understanding that there can probably be a solution like i feel like that's so like oh if i lived in a perfect world they would everybody would be friends but You know, maybe it's not a perfect solution and what they have now. It's just not working clearly, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not trying to say, like, everybody is bad and nobody's good and it'll never get sorted. What I'm trying to get at is, like, things are not so black and white as people portray on social media and in the streets when they're demonstrating. It's like there is a moderate... That's what I'm trying to get at with all of this. And for the listeners, like, (laughs) I am not pro... You know what I mean? Like, I'm not pro anybody, like, I am anti-ethnocentrism and authoritarianism and hardline political and religious and ethnic beliefs. Like, that is not
1: the solution ever.
0: You will never find a, a happy solution
1: Yeah, when you go through that. I would just counter a little bit to what you're saying. Like, I would say I am pro-Israel in this one. Like, the Israeli state was created to provide a place of safety for all of the people who were targeted in the Holocaust, right? And then, all of the Jews across the Middle East uh, who were all under some level of threat. And so that was created for them. And they've created a society that is probably the most like liberal Western society in the Middle East to where they do take refugees, like LGBTQ refugees from Arab States, like people who would be killed in their home state. And like that kind of liberal Western ideology is needed. Like it's, it's rational thinking to your point about uh, moderate being moderate, like, there needs to be a, a moderate perspective. Yes, you can have religious beliefs, but like the United States for instance, like I will vote on religious lines, but I don't expect my government to be a religious government. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, yeah. like no, I it does. like I use that impact and values that impact how I would vote and who I would want in power, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to hold them responsible or expect them to make uh, every single decision in line with religion, because then we'd be a theocracy, not be a democracy, and yeah. not be a republic. And it's, you know, and a lot of it goes back to, I would say, like natural law, you know, natural law being like do whatever you want until it infringes upon somebody else doing what they want. And then you have to find the compromise. And so you, know, uh, you said it well, like you can come to the United States and bring your culture with you. But as soon as that culture says, like, well, my, my religion says that my wife is totally subservient to me and i can beat her if she doesn't uh, you know do what i want or have dinner ready or talks back to me then it's in violation of law like actual us law yeah you know like i'm all for you know whatever view you want whatever thing you have until it infringes upon somebody else and then you have to yeah. look at the government to make the call make the you know split the difference to find what the compromise is um, yeah
0: and i think that's you know i talked about new york a lot but like it is a great example of that delicate, very delicate balance between national or ethnic identity and also acclimating to where you're being hosted, mm-hmm. like what the country you live in. So, for example, like in country, you know, in in the in New York, like you know X Y Z religious group. Let's say, let's say, okay, let's pick a big population: the Dominicans or Cubans. Yeah, they're like, hey, you know, this is our, you know, our celebratory week uh, uh separating from Spain. We're going to have a fair, we're going to have dances, we're going to have food, we're going to have, you know, little pamphlets. Fuck yeah, dude. Like yeah. bring that shit to America. We fucking love that shit.
1: Like Anything you think for a I don't want to go
0: down Yeah, exactly. It's like you think I don't want to go down to like, you know, the public square, or the park and enjoy another culture like you know, if you're from fucking Ghana or or sweden or cuba or whatever like you bring your culture here and like hey this is what we eat back home this is what we wear you know this is traditional wear or whatever like that's fucking baller dude but when it becomes like oh i support you know israel bombing whatever or i support palestinians bombing whatever then it's like hey man like (laughs) yeah like there's a big difference between importing your culture where it's you know, hey, this is my culture and in, in, the, in the best parts of it. Versus, like, hey, this is my culture—the most heavy-handed and, and hateful parts. Yeah, it—it's just there's a big difference there, man. I think some people have trouble seeing that. It's like, yes, you can come to the West, but like, it's not to say that your culture becomes secondary. But you have to play by our rules. Yeah, it's like I would never expect to move to. I don't know. Name your country, move to Vietnam and they just be like I'm never going to learn Vietnamese because I'm American and I don't do that. Yeah. That's insanity, right? Yeah. Like you you could not get away with that outside of the west to be to well, to yeah. to be thinking like I'm not going to integrate into this culture because of my original one.
1: Yeah, move to the I Middle East and be like that... I'm going to keep smoking weed and drinking. Like Yeah. Those it's things like you, don't fly
0: there. You are extremely privileged wherever you go, if you live in a society that says, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Like, just don't, you know, interfere with other people or break the law of my country for yeah.
1: good. It's pretty simple. And so I think that,
0: that, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you see demonstrations in the West of, you know, Oh, kill Palestinians, you know, destroy the strip or, you know, kill all Jews, dismantle Israel. It's like, dude, and like, if you're a first or second generation immigrant, like you probably have not struggled enough to know what your answers ancestors went through, for you to have that opinion. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. I don't know. It's. I mean, we're not going to solve it with our podcast, but it's good. Yeah. It's good stuff yeah. I know. About. I
0: know. It's. It's. And and that's and and I want to do. I I do want to say something. Is like that. You know. I'm I'm trying to be. You know. Oh, it's not black and white. It's not whatever. Like. There is something to be said about lazy centrism. And I'm not trying to get at that where it's like, oh, I think everybody should meet in the middle and nobody is right and there's a problem here. Like that's not what I'm trying to get at is like being a centrist who's just, oh, I'm not gonna be a hardliner or I'm too lazy to do the research. It's like there is it's not black and white anymore that I talked about earlier. Yeah. It's like there is a there is an issue here that is so, so complex. Yeah where supporting one side or the other as a hardliner, it's just like, I I, I don't know, unless something comes out where it's like, oh, we found this, you know, ancient fucking map from 4000 years ago, and turns out Israel was the borders were exactly the same, and it's it's always been their land. Like, yeah, there's nothing I can say or or show or do that will be like, oh, this is clearly the right answer on this side or the other. Well, in fact, the matter uh, is, even, the end, if, uh,
1: even if you found a map that showed Israel has, you know, the right, and there are maps that show that Israel actually has, you know, more territory under the you know the kingdom of Judah than they do today. Like that stuff doesn't matter because borders change. Like wars happen, people lose land. Like every war, there's a winner and a loser yeah so yeah. um
0: and that's the thing too it's like i don't know man i like we've talked about this before with the with the fellows it's like you know throughout my travels and living overseas like a lot of cultures especially in central and south america that were like they were conquered man like yeah. the land was essentially just fucking ravaged yep in the name of christianity and and you're and
1: by Europeans, well, Catholicism. You don't All hear right. a don't lot of. Don't let don't me hear. in with those guys. You would said Catholicism. Don't let me in with those guys. Yeah, <laughs> they're
0: different. They're a different breed. Yeah, but a lot of them you talk to, they're you know, they don't harbor the still like, oh, you know, they came here and they plundered everything and blah blah blah. It's like today you look around and in Latin America, it's like a lot of cultures. They got fucked over by the the Spanish and the Portuguese. Like there is no denying that. And same thing in North America with the British and the French. Yep. Like they fucking ruined these cultures and civilizations. But over the years, I feel like there's not as much sentiment of like, "You took everything from us. We're gonna harbor this hate." To the modern age that we see in other places.
1: Yeah, and that's a
0: like they like. And that's it, it, it's a little different in Latin America because, you know, in Canada and the United States, I think the, the feeling is definitely much stronger. Yeah. More so in the US. Um, but in a lot of these countries, it's like they've recognized the, the essentially the sins of their forefathers, the Europeans. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we, we came here under the guise of Catholicism and spreading the word of God. And oh, I mean, really, it was just to get gold. But they, yeah. you know, they set aside, you know, reservations in the true form not like in the u.s and and canada yeah in the true form of reservations to essentially it's reparations and not even maybe not reparation but it's more like hey you guys got fucked over like we are gonna give you back some stuff and like you do your thing yeah and like that's been a huge like healing and at least like i don't know i don't want to say it's like a consolidation prize but it's been a big movement in latin america and you know north america to say like hey we fucked up like the west fucked up europe the old world like ruined everything with your culture and all that kind of stuff and you know destroyed your population civilization plundered the land whatever you can go on and on and on yeah but ultimately yeah like like stuff has been done here but man like when you talk about the middle east or or africa or you know parts of asia like Man, there is no easy solution there.
1: Yeah. Um, not, to, not to do too abrupt of a change of topic, but I was just looking at what I had listed for this week. And uh, I actually, before you even posted that meme, I had it listed to talk about. Uh, Which one? The, the mice on the drone. No. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> that's, ol- that's not the only mice I've seen on drones. <laughs> <laughs> 3,000.
0: Okay. So when you said I like this trend, I was like, wait a minute, are these fucking Photoshop? Because there's another one where a...
1: Uh, it's wearing a helmet.
0: Oh, no. The one, the one I saw was uh, Russian dudes in a trench, and a drone dropped a grenade on a Russian dude. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was a... It looked like a rat. It was kind of fat. Or maybe it was a mouse. I don't know. But there was something in the trench with the Russian soldier, and it got killed, too, by the grenade. Oh, And it was like, oh, the inevitable tragedy of war or whatever.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I do know the Russians are having a horrible time with rats and mice in their trenches. Ugh. I mean, the Ukrainians, it's actually smart because they always have those cats that they post. They post like, yeah, that's actually kind of smart to keep the cats around. But uh, no, I saw a at least one other video of a mouse strapped to a FPV drone.
0: No, wait, <laughs> strapped or he just like waltzed up there
1: oh no they don't hang out up there dude like that those mice are not just chilling for the ride
0: so that video dude like it the one i posted like it looks fake the more i watch it
1: i don't know i like
0: how does he stay on there
1: i'm guessing it's like actually like taped on which is i mean it's 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 kind of fucked up but but
0: like why would why would the ukrainians do that
1: because it's kind of funny (laughs) Like, <laughs> he's like the guy from uh, uh, shoot, who's the guy in the man? I'm blank on the movie where he rides the nuclear bomb in with a cowboy hat on his hat. On his oh,
0: hat. uh, Dr. Strangelove, Dr.
1: Strangelove, yeah, it's kind of like that, but I just,
0: yeah, okay, that's, yeah, that's fair.
1: I, I just think, like, honestly, you've been like in hell. I mean, whatever size you're on. Uh it's hell. Like you're on the front lines, you're under threat of you know drone attack, artillery bombardment, uh breakthrough, tanks, sniper fire, and you probably don't love the mice because they chew through your shoes and your socks and get into all <laughs> yeah. sorts of trouble. And you're like, Well, this is actually kind of a whimsical solution to the problem. Make an example yeah, out of this like, one.
0: Yeah, the boys in the trench were like, ah, fuck it, we're kind of bored. Like <laughs> Put a, oh, what are those called? Not sticky trap, but, uh, yeah, like rat, rat. Yeah, like a, like a sticky trap. Heads? Yeah,
1: the, yeah. The, like super glue traps.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like the, have you seen the meme of the guy who's like, this fly wouldn't like leave my room, and so I finally caught him and taped him down, and now he listens to the baby shark doo-doo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it is kind of like that thought process of like, all right. Screw these little guys. Like I'm sick yeah. of it. <laughs> you're going on a one-way trip with an RPG.
0: Yeah. The, 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 I remember watching, I think it's a, the you guys did like compilation video of a guy torturing cockroaches. What? Yeah. No. Where he sets up like elaborate execution devices for cockroaches. What?
1: I have <laughs> yeah. not seen this.
0: Like there's like a little guillotine and like a like a taser. Fucking, hang on. Let me see if I can find
1: it. Oh, this is brilliant.
0: Oh, there's also a famous channel called Mousetrap Mondays. Uh huh. Where it's a uh, oh, wait.
1: Yo, you got cocky, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I opened it's...
0: fucking uh, the Google box. Ah, uh, yep. gets you every time. Can Can you hear me okay? Because uh, it wasn't giving the option for headset microphone on the iPhone
1: microphone. Yeah. Yeah, probably just okay. saved your it probably just saved your preference. Okay.
0: But anyways, yeah, Mousetrap Monday, fucking hilarious channel. Um it's this dude who finds like ancient patents for mousetraps. Uh and like makes them. He like builds them. Like 3D prints it and all that? No, he fucking makes his stuff by hand, man. Like with oh, wood man. and stuff. And anyways, like the peak of his channel was uh there's this old patent for a mousetrap and it it has a fucking revolver. What? <laughs> so, it's like a single, uh, single action revolver, and it's a pressure plate essentially. So when a mouse steps on it, they just get their fucking head blown off. Is this like, um, a,
1: is this like a thirty-eight or a twenty-two? Like what kind of caliber? Are you it,
0: I think it's about? like a twenty-two. I think the original patent is for like a uh, some like weird like forty-four magnet. It's like a Holy massive cartridge. Cow. But anyways, yeah, this this guy's channel is, it's interesting because he does, like, history where he's like, oh, you know, back in Victorian times, they used to use this mouth. And then it's, like, absolute brutality against the mice.
1: Dude, I mean, I get it. Like, growing up in a place that was just overrun with mice, it was all at war. Yeah. And, like, even today, like, uh, we get squirrels all the time that, like, raid the bird feeders. And so I'm on, like, a halo, like, killing frenzy right now against squirrels. Dude, just got to pull up the Needler. If I had a Needler, dude, it would not even be fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's already pretty awesome. <laughs> See, yeah. Just, yeah, I've gotten some some pretty elite, like, left hand, leaning around the corner shots.
0: Yeah. Do you use yeah. an air
1: gun or what? Yeah. Like 22 yeah, or a, what? No, just an air gun. Uh, Does it, one it kill with, them? The, oh, the yeah. Is
0: it a .177 whatever
1: cal. It is, but it's like uh, twelve hundred FPS, so it's almost Jesus as Christ. fast as a uh, twenty-two, and it's got a yeah. built-in uh, compensator slash suppressor to cut some of the noise down.
0: Because those use uh, those like cone rounds too, right?
1: Uh, it, I mean, you can get a whole bunch of different rounds. Um, yeah, it's it best looks for... like a
0: tank round. Some of them,
1: like the cone with the yep, that's it. It looks like a butt plug. It does look like a butt plug, yes. <laughs> That's yes. the one I'm getting at. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're, they're uh, soft lead pellets with usually like a plastic tip. Those are like for small game or, you know, varmint hunting. Yeah. So rabbits, squirrels, groundhogs, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, it's I mean, most of the shots are within 50 feet, but you could probably range it out to 100,
0: 150. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I'm watching tear gas and water cannons to disperse pro-Palestinian protesters near... In Sulik like airbase Turkey,
1: holy I, shit, dude! I saw that. Um, I mean, holy shit! I'm grateful. <laughs> like, I'm not surprised. Turkey, like we've said multiple times, is a squirrely partner. But you've got a U.S. airbase. Oh no, that's and...
0: that's definitely Turkish owned.
1: Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but, but yeah, like if they allowed or like even just didn't intervene on an effort to storm the base. Can you imagine that? Would, like that, MEU that's in the Mediterranean would go straight up there. Oh, dude! It would, would be like murder. These protesters. I mean, I,
0: I would imagine like everybody on base would arm up. I would imagine, yeah. Like that—that is a no-fail mission there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I knew guys. Like, you think
0: who of are... any any nuke base in Europe or wherever the fuck. Like,
1: yep. Even even
0: in the U.S., dude. Like, if you if you try to fuck around the missile fields and. Uh,
1: North Dakota or Montana.
0: Yeah. Like, in, yeah, in those states, like, dude, you get fucking shot. No
1: immediately. doubt.
0: Immediately. Like, you're not getting chased and stop and, uh, taser. Like, you get fucking, you're, you're dead. And that's the thing, too. It's like, uh, dude, it gets touchy, man. Like, oh, yeah. The, the Turks don't fuck around.
1: No. And that's, what that's where I'm not surprised that they, you know, cut this down pretty quick because the, Backlash that could come from the United States against Turkey if Turkey just kind of sat back and let it happen. Yeah, I mean the political ramifications alone—like, holy shit!
0: They're already on fucking thin ice with. I feel like with the U.S., like it's it. it I
1: don't know. They're weird. You,
0: you, We we could talk for hours with about Turkish <laughs> yeah. relations and NATO and the U.S., but
1: yeah, yeah, um, you don't. Want, yeah, you could see a different side, you know, and yeah, you you believe that, yeah. Things always work a certain way. And then when something happens, turns out contingency I mean, to, plans go into effect.
0: To be honest, like, yeah, it's alarmist to be like, oh my God, they're going to fucking take down a NATO. But at the same time, though, it, it's par for the course. Like, this is the same shit that's been happening in every country at the, you know, Israeli embassy,
1: you know, protests US embassies. and all that shit. So, yeah, yep, U.S. embassies. So, I yeah. While, while we were talking, I got a uh, alert that there was a, Red of attack on the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad so like
0: oh shit yeah you know I mean, I mean that's just... not new though
1: uh, <laughs> you know what I mean like, it's 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 a th- honest. it's something that you don't it's normally far publicize the course. you don't you don't normally publicize <laughs> that you're going to do it you yeah. take credit after you've done it because if you say that you're gonna do it then yeah you're gonna yeah, get that's
0: true they are, they are smart like that where it's like attack first and be like
1: hey you want to know who that was it works. Me, bitch.
0: Yeah, instead of like, <laughs> hey, we're going
1: to do this and then you never get to do it because your uh, apartment got hell fired. Yeah, you're blue balling everyone. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm we, we were so close to making it on one recording.
0: I know. That, yeah. yeah, that's that's on me. I That's I all fucking...
1: good. I was I mean, trying to yeah. find the
0: cockroach uh, torture videos, and I lost you.
1: No, it's good. <laughs> um, I think what I'm going to try, and I think a better solution that I just need to figure out a cost-effective way to do it is just get a like a soundboard from my MacBook, yeah, uh, or something, so that I can just run it like run a like a signal call or you know something that just uses data and that doesn't like f- with your normal internet uh, mm-hmm. and your browser, and so we just do that, and then I can have a little bit cleaner, but I'm on the road, so I'm not going to be able to edit this one, I don't think. Raj. Um, but I'm going to get ready to head to the pool, dude. Yeah, it's dude. It's fucking yep. beautiful here. This last week we were recording, and it was a whiteout blizzard. And, God uh, damn. Yeah, now I'm at like an oasis on Tatooine, where there's only Wi-Fi and no cell service.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm looking out my window right now at the 32nd floor and my vertigo. It is oh. out of control, but it's a great view.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I'm fucking terrified of heights.
0: Been skydiving, but afraid of heights. Oh, there's a ding in my window too. That's not good. Well, we'll touch it. Yeah, we'll it we it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, That's fine. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Solid session. I know we talked about a uh, you know, for the listeners mostly serious topics. Um, obviously on this podcast, you know, we try to be fair and equitable but you know maybe it's just uh hitman's opinion but things are a little complicated maybe it's time to take a breath step back and do a little research and yeah soul finding essentially but or i could just be a lazy centrist i don't
1: know (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were going to describe as fair and balanced and i was going to have to remind you that that is already taken (laughs) <laughs> fair and, wait, who, Fair and Balanced? Who is that? Fox Oh <laughs> I was like, So that was honest. a lie <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, anytime Someone's like, oh, I watch CNN or I watch Fox, it's like, oh, so you like being lied to So you're an idiot So you enjoy Media That's been politicized Okay, you know, yeah. up to
1: you, I mean, do what you want But yeah, anyways But you want to uh, drum us out? Yeah, dude. Uh, We forgot to do the intro, but this is episode 17. Can you believe that? Damn. Yeah. Damn. We're almost legal. Almost. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it depends on country. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It actually depends on what state. Holy shit. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, that's Um, true, too.
1: Yeah, episode 17, Charged Mischief. This has been uh, Back to the Basics. Hitman and Maverick. Just iron on all cylinders. Feels good. Hell, yeah. And
0: uh, we make a promise, or at least I do. Next time we get on uh, a little bit, we'll we'll be more funny. I know you guys are here for uh, shit posting and goofs and gaffes militarily, but uh, yeah, we'll sprinkle yeah. in. But let us know what you want. You know, hit us up in the comments, drop a drop a message, uh, DM what you guys want to hear, and uh, we cater to you all. We're here. We're the men of the people.
1: We are men of the people. Yeah, we're, right. we're politically incorrect in terms of our language and. Methods of discussion, but we try to be factual. Yep. So, all right, man. Thanks for talking today.
0: All right. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Catching the flip. See you later. Peace. Bye.